0: Hey everybody! I'm Gene Marks, and welcome back to the Paychex Business Series podcast. Uh, we have uh, lots of great guests talking about lots of things that impact your business. Um, today, we're going to have a conversation with Connor Mikeens. Connor is a financial compliance analyst at Paychex. He is uh, really he specializes in paycheck protection program loans. And uh, he's going to have a lot of information to share with us about what we need to know to apply for forgiveness and all the changes that have really happened. And there have been a few over the summer. So we're going to be back in just a minute with Connor. Stay tuned. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host the Paychecks Business Series podcast. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. So download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Check it out. All right, I'm back. Uh, again, this is Gene Marks, and I'm at the PageX Business Series Podcast. I'm here with Connor Miggins. Connor, um, hey, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hey, Gene. Uh, happy to be here, and it's uh, it's good to see you again.
0: Yeah, it is really good to see you again. And so, Connor, let's first of all, you're a financial compliance analyst at Paycheck. So for all of your fans out there who not be may not be completely aware of what that means, tell us a little bit about your job.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. So the, the team I'm on, we we cover a lot of area, but really during COVID, we shifted and focused a lot of our area and a lot of our time on monitoring the the small business space and specifically the paycheck protection program. And keeping up with all of the ever-changing landscape, uh, you know, I think there there's been over a hundred FAQs, uh, several several interim final rules, and uh, you know, and there's there's so it's been a rapidly changing environment. So. That has been uh, that has been my life for the past eighteen months.
0: <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I uh, I mean definitely job security for people that are in the yeah. compliance world when it comes to all these government things. So um, all right, well listen, um, you and I are having this conversation now. It's we just started August. Uh, the, uh, the the Small Business Administration has has issued has taken a few new steps and actions to help us with uh, forgiveness. Uh, the forms are out there. Um, I'm going to kind of throw it to you. So as a business owner myself. And I will be actually, we have a PPP loan for my company. Um, we are gonna be applying for forgiveness pretty soon, within the next couple of weeks. So uh, tell me what I should know.
1: Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I think the, the, first, the very first thing that is very important to remember is the 60-40 rule. So that's 60% of the loan proceeds need to be used towards payroll costs, and the other 40% can be used towards non-payroll costs. Now, that, that'll help you maximize the forgiveness and then also, it's really important to maintain FTE, uh, your full-time equivalent headcount. And then also, uh, it's really important to maintain wages. So now we're really moving into, uh, you know, PPP has been over, the uh, loan application process has been over for a couple months now, and mm-hmm. we're really moving and focusing to helping our helping our clients and uh, making sure that we need to be able to apply for forgiveness and in just uh, just last week the SBA they did announce some changes to the loan forgiveness process and that uh, that was this has been a, a relatively significant change in, in how some of the the lenders will be participating in accepting uh, the loan forgiveness application. So with that the, the SBA they did create this uh, direct forgiveness portal right. where, where some of some small businesses they will be able to apply for forgiveness directly to the SBA. The only, the only caveat with that though is that the loan has to be 150000 or less. The lender has to opt in to the direct forgiveness process. And, uh, and, uh, and then that's, that's pretty, those are the, pretty much the two uh, caveats. But, and then the lender really still has that, the ultimate decision into um, the forgiveness amount.
0: So let, me, so let me backtrack a little bit on that and kind of dig down a little bit more. So um, my loan is with my bank, um, so that it's between me and my bank. And, and up until this sort of new announcement, when it comes time to apply for forgiveness, I've been getting messages from my bank saying it's time to apply, um, and they have sort of their process to go through and do it. My loan is less than $150,000, so I'm, I'm in that bucket, um, which is good. But now I have another option. So assuming that, that my bank has opted in, um, I can go to this new portal on the SBA site, it's sba.gov, mm-hmm. and I can just apply for forgiveness through there. Is that, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so I, I forget the exact website. We, we do have content out on, our, on our website on how to, uh, how to get there and be able to determine if your lender is participating in the direct forgiveness portal. Right. And, and there is a really, in the SBA, they did provide a really great user guideline for um, for the small businesses, and it's a step by step, really simple process on how to register and how to how to create an account, and then how to apply for forgiveness.
0: Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, so, when it comes time to apply for forgiveness, so just a couple things I'd like to just some reminders on. Um, you at the time we you get the loan, you could have chosen an either an eight week period or a twenty four week period, um, which gave us a lot of latitude. Um, so I, you know, I'm assuming that is correct. Um, and then after that period ends I guess the clock starts ticking and we do have 10 months to apply for like my 24 month period uh, sorry my 24 week period ended uh, like uh, you know late last year like in October I have like you know I've got 10 months from that time to actually apply for forgiveness is that correct
1: yes that, that is correct yeah so there is a 10 month deferral period and then once uh, once your covered period is up that 10 month, Period starts, and then right. if you if you do not apply for forgiveness, um, then then you then you'll have to start having to make those those payments on principal and
0: interest. Got it. And then you you talked about the expansion, the, the 60-40 rule. So forty percent of our forgivable expenses need to be it can be non payroll expenses, mm-hmm. and those the definition of those expenses have been expanded. Right, this happened last year, but can can mm-hmm. you quickly revisit that?
1: Yeah, sure. So so they were expanded greatly. So it really was, at first, it was your rent uh, and your mortgage interests um, and, and utilities and things like that. Really very, uh, you know, pretty common expenses that businesses have. Sure. But, then, uh, but then there was a change, toward like you said, last year where uh, the, the non-payroll cost, the definition was expanded to include, uh, you know, any changes that you needed to make to your business to make it uh, safer for employees and for for customers to, you know, COVID-related changes, and then, um, and then there was some changes related to uh, property damage that, that was caused by any of the riots uh, that that was going on. And so, yeah, it was greatly expanded to include a lot of things that that were not originally included, and certainly helped small businesses to be able to adapt their business and hopefully allow customers in and to be able to serve um, to be able to serve their customers.
0: It's great. So, okay. So, um, I'm being completely selfish on this call, Connor. So, like, I've, we've got less than hundred fifty thousand dollars in PPP loans. Um, so, when it comes time for forgiveness, is there any documentation I need to be getting together? You know, considering I'm in that lower that lower category.
1: So, you you do not need any documentation to apply for forgiveness, uh, but but you will need to retain uh, the documentation that shows proof on how you use the PPP funds because the SBA they do have the ability to. Go in and be able to request that documentation at any time. I believe it's up to four years after you okay. apply for forgiveness, or uh, after say you say you do have to make those loan payments, and it's up to
0: four years after your your loan is resolved or paid in full. Got it. Okay. Um, and then, what about for for your clients that are, that have greater than one hundred and fifty thousand dollar loans?
1: Yep. Yeah. So, great question. So, those that process is going to remain the same pretty much as it as it always has where mm-hmm. you'll just you'll just continue to work with your lender on, on applying for forgiveness whether they're whether they're part of the direct forgiveness portal or not you'll have to go right to them but then you will have to submit the documentation showing how you, you spent the the PPP proceeds so okay. it'll be your payroll costs uh, any of your non payroll costs and documentation that supports that
0: got it um, have you have you know have, have you seen any issues so far? Like, I mean, you guys work with a, you work with a lot of different customers. Um, any any problems in the process? Um, any advice that you, you know, that you've been giving your customers to make this go as smooth as possible? So,
1: to be honest, Gene, uh, I, I have not heard any problems of uh, of any issues. I know mm-hmm. there at the beginning of the forgiveness, there was some lag time. It was taking a bit longer. Uh, for for the forgiveness applications to be approved. But I, I do know that that is sped up uh, rapidly here, you know, there's an administration change throughout all of this. And so, uh, and so I think the, the SBA has done a really great job in getting the uh, applications approved. And, uh, and, you know, with this new portal, and if there's a lender that if your lender is participating, it's I, I believe the, the process is going to speed up even more.
0: That's great to hear. Yeah, it's funny how the uh, the SBA. I mean, this, there's those isolated issues sometimes I hear about where people have had problems or didn't get approved for a loan or, or had some issues. But you know, for the most part, the SBA has been doing pretty good with this. This <laughs> is like an unprecedented, you know, program. You know what I mean? With just you know tens of billions of dollars being spent, and it is uh, it's gone relatively smooth. And um, I don't know. I I, I think this is going to be a, a template for you know future government assistance. Um, you know, if and when you know, there, there are other issues that are out there. Okay, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball. And honestly, I know we're, we're talking here kind of being recorded. So if you don't feel comfortable answering this question, um, I completely get it. But, um, and I don't know if you do any work with the employee retention tax credit, but I have some people telling me that like, hey, Gene, you know, um, it may make more sense if, you, if you're eligible for the employee retention tax credit to actually not go for forgiveness for the PPP loan, and instead use those payroll dollars because you can't use them for both things. Use right. the payroll yep. dollars for the employee retention tax credit because it, it, you can get more money back. And then the loan, you know, if if you don't get forgiveness, your loan with the PPP just stays outstanding for like five years, I think, for like one percent mm-hmm. interest rate. Yeah. So is that uh, yeah? I'm, I'm ho- i was wondering if you can you know speak to that yeah. or if you feel comfortable talking about that.
1: Yeah, sure. So I, that's it, that's a really interesting question. I know. Um, there's a lot of accountants and a lot of clients that are trying to be uh, unique in trying to really leverage both programs and, and really to be able to leverage them and optimize them to, to the greatest extent that they can. And so, you know, they're, they're act, there's no requirement with the SBA, with the PPP to apply for forgiveness. So I think that it's really important to be able to work with your, work with your financial advisor, your, your accountant, or CPA and be able to determine which, uh, which how to, how to best leverage these programs. Yeah. I do know that, uh, that it's really important when you go to apply for forgiveness to include as many costs as you can as possible within the forgiveness application. That way there's, uh, I know the IRS guidance, it does reference that the forgiveness application as really a point of entry and how to be able to uh, determine the amount that you may be eligible for. So it's really important in that respect. Uh, and then, you know, we, we're working with our clients on the retention credit and being able to uh, help them be able
0: to leverage both programs. Yeah, I think that's what the takeaway is. I mean, these, these are two really potentially lucrative programs for both, you know, for small businesses, uh, but you gotta be careful which, you know, what you do. Um, and again, you know, I have some clients that are, that are not getting forgiveness because it's like a, again, it's a 1% loan. Uh, they can, you know, they'll worry about it in five years or they'll pay it down. You can always refinance it with your bank in five years, so that you have other options. And the the tax credits, if you're eligible for the employee retention tax credits, could be pretty pretty valuable. Um, and then finally, you know, just you know, the, I, again, another curveball. I don't want to you know take you off guard. Only if you feel comfortable answering this, um, you're you're a Rochester guy. So, garbage plate or Wegmans? They're like a.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I grew up in Rochester. I've been in Rochester my whole life. Um, and I, so garbage plates, obviously a really important, uh, part of our culture in Rochester, but, uh, <laughs> <Culture>. <laughs> but Wegmans Wegmans, I think, uh, you know, is a really even, uh, has a bigger part of our culture in Rochester. It's Wegmans was founded here and has, uh, and, uh, has a really great, uh, really great chain and has a lot of great, great stuff there.
0: So you prefer Wegmans? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I, Weigman's like five minutes from my house. It's too convenient sometimes, so.
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Connor Mikens is a financial compliance analyst with paychecks. Connor, thank you so much uh, for joining us and updating us on what we need to know about PPP. Um, hopefully you'll be coming back soon and we'll talk about some other things that you're working on that affect my payroll and all my clients <laughs> and all of our listeners' payroll. So thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, thanks Gene, very much. I really appreciate it.
0: So everybody, if you'd like more advice or tips or help in running your business, please join us uh, at, if you go to paychecks.com forward slash works, that's W-O-R-X, you can get all that information. Plus you can find all of our other podcast episodes there. We talk to a lot of really great people that impact your business. My name is Gene Marks. Thanks so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Take care. This podcast is Property of Paychecks, Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.